In this episode, I give you the formula and ingredients to creating a million dollar business. Hey, hey everybody, what is going on? Welcome to episode number 131 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for tuning in, and I am super excited that you guys are here today. I hope that you guys are absolutely crushing it in your business and just making it happen. Uh, we do have Prime Day right around the corner, just a few days away, so I hope that you guys have prepared or have plans to kind of get ready for that. It is going to be insane. So I am also very, very excited about this podcast episode today. Uh, spent a bunch of time putting it together for you guys. I hope you guys are really going to like it. And in today's podcast episode, as mentioned at the top, I'm going to be giving you guys the formula to creating a million dollar brand and business. So if you've been around a while, you've definitely seen that the e-commerce game and the Amazon game has dramatically changed over the years. You know, strategies and tactics that used to work back in 2015, 2016, definitely don't work today. I mean, the, the game has changed and evolved so much. So today's episode is going to be focused around shifting your mindset and your strategy and your plans. So that way you can create a super successful online business, not just in 2019, but beyond. Okay. So if you're still using old tactics, you're probably finding that, you know, things aren't just working the way that they used to. And Today, again, is all about kind of getting past that and building a real actual business that is future-proof, okay? But before we get started on all that fun and madness, just want to throw it out there that no matter what platform you guys are on, if you could just please subscribe to the show. If you're on YouTube, if you could also hit the notifications bell, that would be super sweet. So by doing that, you're supporting the podcast. And also as well, as far as reviews, we've been stuck at 159 reviews on iTunes for, for a little bit. If you guys could help me get over the hump and get to 160 plus reviews on iTunes, that would be super awesome. So you can do that by going to privatelabelershow.com forward slash iTunes and leave a review. Again, I would super, super appreciate it. Okay, so let's get after it here now. So recently I was at SellerCon in Las Vegas, and perhaps some of you guys were there as well, a whole lot of people there. And I was listening to a presentation given by Ryan Daniel Moran, and some of you guys might know who he is. He's definitely very popular in our community. You can look him up on you know YouTube, podcast, blogs, and stuff like that. So he's an Amazon seller, he's an entrepreneur. Like basically, whenever he talks, I listen, because he's just got fantastic ideas that get you really excited, okay? So as he was talking, I was jotting down a bunch of notes, geeking out, kind of getting excited because I wanted to share a lot of this with you guys, which I'll do here today. And, um, you know, I kind of thought I need to do a whole podcast just about what he's talking about here. So that was kind of the intention, kind of the plan. And it reminded me, I was like, everything that he's kind of, a lot of the things that he's sharing, like I already actually did a podcast similar to what he was talking about. And I did, I uploaded that maybe like a year, year and a half ago or whatever. But I thought I would just kind of throw it out there again, kind of package everything up. It'll mix a little bit of what he was talking about, mix it in with some of my ideas, and I'll throw it out there to you guys. And if you find value in it, cool, okay? So um, as I've mentioned, you know, 
strategies, tactics, and all this and that, that stuff evolves over time. What worked back then doesn't necessarily work today. So the idea that he was talking about was, you know, building a real actual business, building a real brand with, you know, real customers and, and, uh, you know, really only taking roughly three to five products to get you to that million dollar level. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk about. Now I have a kind of a simple three-step formula that I'm going to break all that down into. Okay. So the first step of the formula, we're going to be talking about finding a niche and a customer to serve. Okay. A specific customer to serve. So step number two of the formula, we're going to talk about launching roughly three to five products to help you get to that million dollar level. Okay. If you're already at the million dollar level, don't worry. This should help you get to $2 million or $3 million and or beyond. Okay. But for all of you that are striving to get to that million dollar level, just think about like, how would your life change if you had a million dollar business? I mean, that would be pretty darn awesome, right? A lot of you guys might be able to go full time on this. You might be able to quit your job. You might, you know, be able to travel a little bit, whatever it is that you're after hitting that million dollars really opens up a lot of doors. So then we're going to move on to the third, and I think probably the most important part of this formula, and that is we're going to be talking about your brand's X factor. That's the magic ingredient that makes all of this cook and work, okay? So the idea is to work smarter, not harder, okay? So that's really important. Work smarter, not harder. So other things that Ryan was talking about, and this is questions I'll pose to you guys, you know, do you have a real business? Are, are you an actual entrepreneur or are you simply an Amazon account manager? So he really kept kind of pushing that point home of, you know, are you really growing your business and working on your business or are you too busy working inside of it as your as the seller central manager that you're kind of the bottleneck in your business, okay? So the other question that he posed was, you know, if Amazon went away, if maybe your account got suspended or something happened where you couldn't sell on Amazon anymore, like what would that mean for you? Would everything change? Like would, you know, would you have to go back to your regular job if you quit or like, would that be bad or would you not worry? So the ideas that I'm going to share with you here today are all about building assets, building real customers, building a real brand. So that way you just look at Amazon as like, it's just a channel that you kind of sell some products on, but if it went away, it would kind of suck, but it wouldn't be the end of the world. Okay. So it's all about building assets, real brands. So that way you kind of control what happens to your business. You're not beholden to just a single sales channel. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense. Okay. So let's talk about the first step of the formula. And that is simply identifying a niche and a specific customer inside of that niche that you want to serve and build a brand and build a business around. So if you've already identified all this, you're already actively building your brand out and growing it, congratulations. If not, don't worry, we will get you there. But it is critically important that once you identify that niche that you wanna plan, that you know exactly who your customer is, that you build out that quote unquote customer avatar around them. So that's the ultimate goal. It's the goal of any brand. You need to know who your customer is. You shouldn't be guessing. Okay. So you should get to a point eventually through your research where you know, you know, what's the age range of this customer that you're trying to serve? Are they male or female? What are their, what's their education level? What is their income level? What are their passions? What are their hobbies? What are things that are important to them? Okay. 
So you're going to want to flush all this out because once you identify the, the, the niche, the sub niche and exactly who your customer is, the entire process of creating a brand and, and creating a successful business becomes way, way easier and more defined. And you have so much more clarity once you do this. Okay. So oftentimes people, uh, a lot of sellers, they don't know exactly what type of a brand they want to create or what niches they want to enter. And they kind of just, they struggle with this. So what I would suggest is if you are struggling with identifying a niche or sub niche that you want to plan, simply do the following, get out a sheet of paper and just sketch out what are your general interests? What are your general, uh, hobbies? What are you into? Do you have any passions, anything like that? That's where I would always start. Okay. And it is a lot easier to create a business and a brand around things that you personally have interest in, okay? Now, is it required that you have interest or passions around this brand that you're going to create or are creating? The answer to that is no, obviously. But I will tell you with certainty that even if you have a slight interest or slight passion or slight focus around a specific topic that you're creating or want to create a business around, it helps a lot. Okay. It makes opening up that laptop each and every day when you're at least somewhat interested or passionate about your brand and your customer and what they're trying to accomplish. Okay. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, here's something that you need to understand. This is all about mindset for this entire process. One of the things that Ryan Daniel Moran uh, specified and, and really stressed, he says, you know what? He says, it's not necessarily about the products. It's more about solving people's problems, okay? So as a brand owner and as a business, you shouldn't necessarily just be concerned about what products you're going to sell to this you know, avatar, to this customer. It's more about identifying the journey that they're on and how you as a brand owner can help them on their journey. And physical products obviously could be part of that, but you don't want to just limit yourself to just physical products. So maybe down the road, there's some sort of a, a digital product that you could promote or create or what have you. So you kind of want to have an open mind to all of this, that you're just identifying that specific customer and learning a lot about them and helping them on their journey. You're just helping them solve problems and you are the go-to to help them do that. Now, another thing to really highlight here and specify is that you don't want to play too general with the niche that you select. Okay. So it'd probably be a bad idea to say, you know what, I'm going to sell fitness products. You know, that's just way too general. So you would want to have a little bit more clarity. So I would kind of drill down just a little bit more. I might say, well, what are some things underneath the fitness umbrella? That might be like CrossFit. That might be running. That might be weightlifting, something like that. Okay. And therefore you could say, you know what, I'm going to create a, a CrossFit brand and kind of go from there. Now that's much more defined. Now, another thing that's really important that you understand is that the niche that you enter, there should be enough demand. Okay. There should be a market. It shouldn't be a dying niche, something that is kind of past its time. So as an example, you know, like CrossFit, that's not going anywhere. There's, there's tons of demand in there. There's lots of opportunity. It's a thriving market and it's a thriving niche. So you definitely want to make sure that anything that you're entering into, it is thriving and, um, alive and well. So hopefully this is kind of helping you here. Um, again, 
just sketch out what are the things that you're interested in. And also just go to amazon.com as well or a site like that and just kind of start browsing the categories on there. Like does anything catch your interest as far, you know, as far as being cool or like a cool idea to, to create a business in and around. And again, once you kind of drill down, you just want to figure out, you know, what opportunities in terms of like customers are in these niches. So, you know, if I was creating, maybe, maybe I'm a female and I'm starting to really get into CrossFit, okay, personally. And I'm thinking, you know, I want to start this online business. I want to create an Amazon business or e-commerce business. Um, you know, I'm doing CrossFit. I just started it and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm getting in shape. I'm getting super healthy. So again, maybe there's an opportunity for you to go, you know what? I wouldn't mind actually creating a, a business or brand around something that I'm discovering a passion for. And instead of, you know, if you're a female, instead of going, you know what, I'm just going to sell CrossFit products. Why don't you get a little bit more defined? So, you know, I'm, I'm not personally into CrossFit, but as far as what I've ever seen for a lot of the products, they're very uh, masculine. It's a lot of like dark blacks and colors like that. So what if uh, as a female, something that you're kind of sparking a passion for in this CrossFit space, what if you created a brand that is targeted towards females, maybe, you know, in the 25 to 34 year old range or whatever, maybe moms, stuff like that. Okay. So the idea, hopefully you're following me here, is just to carve out your unique uh, section of that sub niche and creating a brand around there. You have to be able to evaluate these markets, see what's already being done and see maybe who's being ignored. So maybe if you're a female actively into CrossFit, which I do know at the gym that I go to, there's, there's girls in the CrossFit stuff there all the time, as well as guys seems to be a little bit more male, male dominated though. But maybe if I'm a female, that's something I notice is like, you know, there's, there's nothing cool for, for girls there product wise or whatever. So maybe you put your twist in there and that that's your entire brand. And it's something that, again, it's some, something that you're focused in on personally, your own health. And you could definitely start to build your own tribe around an idea like that. So right now I'm just spitballing. Okay. Just throwing ideas out there for you guys, but it's just really important that you identify that at a certain point, as far as what your niche and sub niche and go through these checks and start flushing out your customer avatar, as I mentioned. And again, once you have that avatar, things become so much easier when you move on to the next step. What is the next step you might ask? Well, let's get to it. So the next step in the formula is simply launching those three to five products to get you to that million dollar level. Now, if you're kind of first starting out, you might be thinking, man, that million dollar level is crazy. Like there's no way I'll ever achieve that. Or it'll take me forever to do that. Well, I'll tell you what, if you have the right strategy and you have the right plan and the right focus, getting to that million dollar level really isn't all that difficult. So let's kind of break things down real quick here. All you need to do is get roughly $2,700 to $2,800 per day in sales. Okay. You need to average that and that'll get you to that million dollar level. So if you had five products rocking and rolling and you were selling those products for an average price of 25 bucks, okay, all you need to do is about 21 or 22 units a day per product. And when you kind of think about it in those terms, like, yeah, that's really not that difficult. Now, obviously, you're probably going to have, you know, certain products that are doing the majority of the heavy lifting or whatever. You got that rock star product that just, you know, crushes for you or whatever. Totally cool. But again, just think about $27 to $2,800 per day amongst five products. Really not that hard. It really isn't. So let's move on here. So what do you need to do? 
how do you get there? Well, once you've identified your first product or the, the product that you're going to launch to uh, for your brand here, what you need to do is you need to invest in building assets. Okay, you need to start building your audience, your tribe, because your assets and your tribe and your audience that you build will be the single greatest thing that you've ever invested into in this business, okay? It is what's going to get you to that million dollar level very quickly. It is what your what your competition does not have, okay? Your audience is everything. So if you don't have an audience yet, you're at zero, and you're just starting out or you haven't invested in this yet, here's the deal. You first need to figure out where does your audience hang out online? Okay, and you should already know this based on your research, but let's say you determined, oh, well, they hang out a lot on Facebook. That seems to be it. Okay, great. Stake your claim there. Start building your presence there for your brand. And, you know, maybe it's also Instagram as well, kind of ties in. If you're not familiar, not aware, Facebook also owns Instagram. So whenever you do paid advertising, you can advertise on both platforms and it's awesome. Okay. So that's what you're going to do. Start staking your claim. Now, how are you going to build that audience up? Again, maybe you're at zero, right? You're going to do that through paid advertising, okay, and content. So you're going to get and post content on a daily basis or maybe every other day, whatever it is that you determine when you first start out. And then you're going to pair that along with a budget of, let's say, five bucks a day, maybe 10 bucks a day, depending upon what you can afford, okay? And you're going to invest that budget and that content to create that audience. So what works as far as content? Well, every brand or, or, or everything's going to be a little bit different. Okay. There's no one size fits all, but I know when I go online personally, if I were to go on Facebook, like the stuff that I engage with is usually like fun stuff like memes or, you know, cool, fun videos, stuff that people want to kind of laugh at and share, comment on, you know, like and all that stuff. So you need to kind of know your audience. But again, also, you know, you don't always want to be so serious. You know, if you were doing like maybe like a CrossFit brand that you were building, if you were that female creating the CrossFit brand, yeah, you'd want to have funny things. Again, that catches people's attention, gets them to stop, gets them to like things and share things, okay, to engage. But you're also probably going to want to mix in some serious stuff, maybe like some health tips or some diet tips or whatever. Again, what's going to kind of help that avatar your customer along their journey in some sort of a way right so you get the content out there again you could have a freelancer do all this for you and then you're going to pair that with paid advertising so maybe a small budget of just like five bucks a day and you're going to start to grow your following you're just going to start to kind of start building your future brand ambassadors again if you're starting from zero it might be painful you know it might take you a while to get to you know 100 people that are on your list or and it just kind of starts to snowball though, okay? So your goal then obviously as well is to get these people onto maybe your email list or if you're using Facebook, I'd probably recommend your ManyChat audience or ManyChat list. So all of these people that you're kind of amassing and snowballing are going to be a massive benefit to helping you launch products and get to that million dollar level, okay? So that's what you're gonna do. Build audience, mix in content, with paid advertising and start building. Again, remember, content should be fun and shareable a lot of times. Now, as you are creating your product, as you're kind of going back and forth with, with your supplier, stuff like that, what I would recommend that you probably do is start sharing and including your new growing audience in on that process, 
okay? So if you get samples back or whatever, hey, put that up on the on your Facebook page or whatever or share that like, hey, what do you guys think? You know, hey, what color should we go with? What materials should we use here? Hey, what features would you want this product to have or whatever? Get their buy-in, okay? Because you're kind of starting from the ground up here, but you want them to feel included on the process, right? And they should be. So as you're, again, getting these samples back and things like that, packaging back or whatever, get their, get their feedback, okay? And people are going to start to feel connected with what you're doing, all right? So when it comes time to rock and roll to actually launch your product, you know, you should continuously every day, again, be building that audience, but maybe you have a few hundred, maybe a thousand or so people on your list or, you know, on your page that are actively engaged, they're really excited, they're ready to rock and roll, like they know that you have this product coming out and they've been waiting for it. Okay, now it's time to unleash, it's time to leverage the asset that you've been building, okay? So that external traffic now is going to help you win, all right? It's gonna be the, the, the one-up that you have over your competition. So when you launch, you're obviously going to use that, you know, many chat list, the email list, your Facebook audience, your Instagram audience, whatever it is that you've been building. And then you pair that along with pay-per-click, okay? You're gonna pair that along. And when you do that, you're pushing that external traffic from your own sources along with the pay-per-click, okay? And your goal is to just keep pushing up through the rankings. So obviously, you know, when you first start out, you're, you're buried, right? But your goal is to get, that product humming and get it on page one for as many of your keywords as you can. So that is your strict focus right now. You're not launching new products, not doing other things other than continuously keeping building your audience up, okay, every single day, and then focus on your pay-per-click. And that's what you're doing, okay? Now, to help with that process, what I would do as you are launched, you know, maybe you're a few days in, a weekend or whatever, I would ask your audience members your asset that you've been building, your customers, I would ask them for testimonials on the product if they bought it, okay? So get them to send you, you know, video testimonials of how they like it, maybe showing them using it, you know, do some sort of a contest, something that's fun. If it's not a video, maybe it's a picture or whatever. And then as they send that into you, use that as more content, okay? And that stuff catches on like wildfire, okay? That's when things really start to get nuts, and that's all going to have a trickle effect to people wanting more people to buy your, your product and things like that, okay? So these, again, are little tactics that you can use. And who knows? Maybe you get 10 different, you know, uh, videos of uh, from your customers of them using your product or talking about it. Maybe you create like a montage and put together uh, a, a montage video. And then you can use that again as um, some sort of paid advertising to, to advertise, to create and attract new customers and things like that for your product and for your launch and for your brand. Okay. All that stuff is really important. And another thing, and I've talked a lot about this, but what I would do at this point, if you haven't done this already, you're going to want to make sure that when somebody buys your product, that they have a way to get on your VIP list, like your VIP customer list. Okay. It's really important. So if they buy the product from you, it's got cool packaging. They're super excited about it. Yeah, you should have a way for them to get on some sort of a VIP list that you have, okay? So those are, again, customers you can kind of segment onto different lists and things like that. So make sure that you're building those lists, okay? Now, again, you know, we've ta I've talked a lot about that on the podcast, and that could be another many chat list, could be an email list, whatever it is. So don't skip that because those are people that said yes to you that actually bought your product. And I build those types of lists or whatever, and they're wildly effective, very, very effective. So all you're doing is kind of just 
massaging this, keep building the audience and driving, you know, pay-per-click and managing that. And your goal, again, is to get to that page one and preferably towards the top of page one. Actually, when I was at SellerCon, uh, one of the speakers was basically saying, hey, if you can get your product organically ranked for a keyword in the top four spots, I think it was top four or top five or something like that, that's when things get crazy. So if you're not ranked in the top four or top five, then you're really losing out. So your goal is, in this case, just to keep focused and on getting that one product to the top of the keywords that you are targeting, okay? Now, once you achieve that, then you can go on to product number two, okay? And it should be a little bit faster to help get your product ranked and launched and things like that because you have now a, a big audience or a growing audience that you've been accumulating each and every day, okay? So just repeat the process for product number two. Now, once you get that second product to where it needs to go, then you can start focusing in on the third, the fourth, and the fifth. This is where things start to get interesting, okay? So what I would do as you're building your brand out and building your audience out, you're kind of making some noise, you got a couple of products out there, you're having some success. What I would do then at this point is incorporate other people's audiences to help you launch and grow your brand and launch your products and get ranked, okay? So if you're starting to make a little noise and you've got a few thousand followers or whatever and it's you know just really spreading, uh, that's where I would, again, find the other influencers in your space that makes sense and partner with them, okay? It might be an influencer that has hundreds of thousands of followers, maybe on their YouTube channel, maybe on their Facebook page or whatever. Partner with a bunch of them, okay? And make it beneficial, make it fun, what have you. And once you present products three, four, and five, you're going to have not only all the huge audiences that you're starting to snowball and build, but you're going to use theirs. And that's when things really start to take off and go super fast, okay? So basic uh, formula here is you just keep growing the audience, launching those three to five products to them, and that gets you to your million dollars. So again, it's always really important every time you're launching a products, like share and document what you're doing with them. Share the samples, get their insight, you know, on, hey, what, again, what sizes should we do? What materials, what features? Hey, what do you guys think of this packaging? What have you? Always try to include your tribe, your avatar, your audience in on the process, okay? Because this is when your, your, your assets can pay dividends, you know, and helping you kind of form your brand and things like that. So hopefully that all makes sense. Okay, so moving on to the third and final part of the formula, and it's really important that you understand this because as I mentioned, this is probably the most important ingredient overall in the entire process here. So you need to understand and know exactly what your brand's X factor is. So your brand's X factor, what makes your brand unique, different, exciting? What makes it cool? What do you support? What are you all about? What do you represent? Okay, and another question going along with that is, you know what, besides making money, which I want you and your brand to do, but besides making money, why does your brand even exist? Okay, why do you even exist beyond just making money? So you should kind of sit down and really think about these things, understand these things. You need to come up with a reason why your brand exists and what makes your brand different because we all know that we have so much choice as consumers. If you go into a brick and mortar store to buy, 
you know, a new laptop or whatever, you go into Best Buy, there's so many different choices, so many different brands, right? You go online, there's even more, there's even tenfold. So we're presented with just a plethora of options and the products that you're creating, you know, let's say you're creating a whole line of fitness products or CrossFit type of products or outdoor grilling type of products. Guess what? There's going to be a lot of other companies that you're competing with, a lot of other companies with similar type of products, maybe, you know, just as good of products or whatever. You have to have some sort of an X factor that gives your customer a reason to buy from you, not just once, but again and again and again. Okay. So people care about what you do and why you do it as a company. All right. They really, really do. If they're going to invest their hard earned money to buy that product from you that you make. They want to know that they're giving it to a company that they like, that they support, that they believe in, that, you know, they, they like what you represent. All right. Now let me give you an example here. So Apple, we all know Apple, huge brand, one of the most famous brands, biggest companies in the world. You know, they have tech products. Okay. So they make laptops, iPhones, stuff like that. We all know that. But why is it that they can charge, you know, $2,000 for a laptop and a similar competitor with the same specs roughly can charge a thousand? Okay. Why is somebody willing to spend almost double the money for an Apple product, for an Apple laptop compared to some other off brand? Well, it's because of Apple's X factor. It's what they represent, what they're all about. And I believe one of Apple's old slogans, I don't know if they still use it anymore, but it was think different. So Apple back in the day made technology cool. You know, the, the, the design of everything and, you know, all that mattered and, and people felt cool about buying tech. So they were pioneers kind of behind that. So they've created this massive following and this massive brand behind those types of things with their X factor. It's the reason why every time they come out with a new iPhone, they have a line of people waiting to buy it. And even though all those people waiting to buy that new iPhone probably already have the other iPhone that does roughly or exactly the same thing. Okay, it's the X factor that Apple has created. Thinking different, be different. People love or don't mind giving their money to Apple because of that, because of the way it makes them feel, all these intangibles, okay? So again, they could spend half the price and buy some other laptop, but they they spend double, they spend $2,000 or more to buy that Apple version. So another example of this, for me personally, because I'm not an Apple guy personally, more of an Android guy, but I've probably shared this story a handful of times with you guys. But for the past 10 years, I buy Tom's toothpaste. Okay, so you know every month or whatever, however often you buy toothpaste, I buy Tom's, that brand. Now, I'll spend a little bit more money to buy that compared to maybe like the Colgate option. And it's not because the Colgate option doesn't, you know, do just as good of a job. But I like what Tom's, that brand represents. Okay, I like how they, you know, kind of on their packaging, tell you their story, uh, you know, how they make their products. And, you know, that they have uh, volunteer, they, they make their, uh, their employees volunteer, like it's part of working for Tom's. So to me, that seems cool. And I like giving my money to companies like that, that have that X factor. Again, the product, yeah, I could spend a dollar less and get the Colgate version, but I'll spend a dollar more because I like giving my money to brands and companies that seem like they're bigger than just themselves, okay? That they're doing more for the greater good. And, you know, in fact, it was 
not too long ago, I was walking down uh, in the grocery store. I was walking down the down the aisle, and I seen that Tom's had this mouthwash. I was going to buy mouthwash, and I was like, well, Tom's has mouthwash now. It was just a no-brainer. I was like, I've been buying their toothpaste for 10 years. Well, automatically, I grab that. I don't even look at the price. Boom, I'm in, right? Like, I'm a brand ambassador. It's like, that, that's, a, that's a no-brainer. All because of on their packaging, they told me what they represent, what they're all about, and I, you know, I was into it. So that's called X Factor. It's, you know, I, I gave my money because of why they do what they do. So hopefully that makes sense. So you have to kind of think of that in relation to your products and your brand that you're building. Again, what could be cool about your brand compared to everybody else? You need to connect your brand with something bigger than just the products. So as an example, and these are just examples, and they're not one size fits all examples because every idea that you have or brand or product is, is going to be a little bit different. So could you connect your brand with a charity that you support? with a cause, an idea, a movement, what are you all about, what do you represent, things like that, okay? So sky's really the limit, you know? Like if you were creating this uh, female CrossFit brand, I don't know, maybe you connect it to, if you're, again, focusing on females and this and that, maybe you kind of connect it to like breast cancer awareness or something like that. Hey, we donate percentage of uh, proceeds to this uh, cause or this charity or whatever, right? I'm just spitballing kind of big ideas here. Hopefully you get the point, right? Like you could really take this in a lot of different directions. But when you do things like that and you advertise that you're doing that, you put that on your packaging, on your website, you communicate, hey, this is who we support. This is what we're about. This is the movement that we're trying to create here, what, whatever. People get connected with that kind of stuff. Consumers get connected with that kind of stuff. And that really matters. They love that, okay? They'd rather give their money to some perceived kind of small mom and pop brand than some big crazy company that, you know, doesn't seem to, to care or to give back in any sort of a way or what have you, okay? So again, people love that. And if you want to work smarter, not harder, invest in this X factor, okay? It's what makes all the difference. So reason why is if you can have, if you can take a customer, let's say you acquire a brand new customer, somebody buys something from you on Amazon, okay? They seen your product, they liked it, they bought it, they get it home. And the product works great for them, but then they start to kind of get exposed to your brand, to your brand's X factor. You know, they see that you're a part of, you know, this charity or you're giving back to that or you support this or whatever, right? Maybe they jump on to your social media platform. They start looking at your content and they're really digging you. They're looking into your story and, you know, they're in. And what happens then over time is they're going to look at the other products that you have available. So they might buy product two. Maybe a few months later, they'll buy product three, product four, product five. Again, as long as those products kind of align with, you know, helping them along their journey, they're going to buy everything from you, okay? So you're essentially creating raving fans by doing that. So focus on creating a great overall customer experience because that's when you win, when you have one customer that buys all of your stuff all the time. So if you come out with, you know, product six at some point, they're in. You know, say no, say no more. Like, when does it come out? I love all your guys' stuff. I tell my friends about it. Like, that's when your brand is successful, in my opinion, when you can create those raving fans. So that should be your entire focus with this X Factor. That is working smarter, not harder. And by doing that, you're going to get to that million-dollar level really quick when you can have a lot of your customers buy from you again and again and again and again, okay? So hopefully this is all 
making sense. So again, do not skip any of this, especially the brand X factor. So I'm going to kind of wind down this particular podcast. I hope you're finding all this information valuable. Again, the show notes for this, as always, guys, if you want to go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash 131, just you know, go there, check it out. I'll kind of put everything in there in note format so you can kind of consume it uh, as you wish. So just a quick breakdown of what we talked about here. We talked about the formula. Step one, that is finding that niche and that customer that you want to serve. So you got to start there first. And then you move on to the second part. And that's all about launching those products, those three to five products using that process I gave you. And then what we just talked about here, you have to determine and create and establish your brand's it factor, the X factor, whatever it is that you want to call it. What makes your brand cool, unique, different, okay? Because all that matters. And when you combine all that together and put it all together, mix it all up, that's when you can create an awesome brand, a real company, a real actual business, and get to that million dollar level if you are not yet there, okay? So hopefully you guys found, again, this information valuable, put a lot of time and effort and thought into this to deliver some good content to you guys. And if you do have further questions, if you wanna jump into the Facebook group and ask further questions, then just go to privatelabelershow.com forward slash FB. Would love to connect with you further in there. So that about does it. I'll let you guys back at it. Again, we got Prime Day coming up, so hopefully you got some plans in place for that, getting ready to rock and roll, to take action, to go make it happen, and go make some money. So I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.